All right, everybody, welcome to B.O. Boys for Monday, April 5th. Fuck it, it's a raw feed. We're doing it live. I'm Clayton. Yeah, I'm Pat. And Pat, oh my good gracious. Wow. What a monster weekend at the box office. Let's get into it. Oh my god. This is huge. You're going to blaze through this top five. I'm going to plow, I'm going to blaze. Plow through it. Okay, people love this part. So let, let's get to it and then we'll then we'll break it down. It's the it's the it's the plow and then the breakdown. Number 1. Godzilla versus Kong. 3-day weekend of 32.2 million dollars and a 5-day of 48 Point five. You better believe we're gonna come back to this. We're gonna dissect this. We're gonna we're gonna dissect the forty-eight point five, and we're gonna give credit to who deserves credit. Mm-hmm. Like we mm-hmm. do. Yep. But let's plow through. Number two in an upset. The unholy made three point two million dollars and only in 1850 theaters okay and we're going to talk about the unholy too mm-hmm. because it knocked nobody the bob odenkirk starring action movie which was number one last week we thought it would go down to number two and it plummets to number three with three million dollars down 55 percent it added 107 theaters, but still did not hold on to number two. Has made $11.8 million. Number four, Raya the Last Dragon made $2 million, down 45%, lost 181 theaters, has a cum of $32.1 million after five weeks. Number five, Tom and Jerry. million, down 44%, lost 191 theaters, has now accumulated $39.5 million in its sixth week. Now, Tom and Jerry losing theaters makes sense because it's making way for Godzilla. Mm -hmm. But this top five, there's so much to talk about, but we got to get into Godzilla versus Kong because... It's the this, biggest box office story in a year. In a year. This film shattered expectations because mm-hmm. it was tracking anywhere from 20 to 30. That's for the five-day. And it made more than its five-day tracking in the three-day weekend. Yeah, Pat, I mean... People wanted to see this movie. And more importantly, people wanted to go to the theater to see this movie because... Don't forget, for all new listeners and people who are not B.O. Savvy, this is, this is the beginning of your training, by the way. This movie was also available on HBO Max, day and date. And Warner Brothers has put out word that the viewership on HBO Max shattered all viewership that that streamer has ever had. So this is not like people didn't watch it on HBO Max. People watch this movie everywhere, but I mean, they, they went to the box office in a way that we have not seen now in a year. 
We have yes, not seen. What was the last opening as big as this? Because this opened bigger than Invisible Man last February, and it opened bigger than Birds of Prey, right? Did Birds of Prey get to get to forty something for the three day? Are we only talking about uh, the three day though, right? The three day, yeah, because this getting to thirty two million for the three day, I wonder and. I'll, I'll look this up. You know, I, 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 we don't want to get any facts wrong here, but I am pretty sure th- that Godzilla versus Kong is the biggest opening since maybe before Birds of Prey. Um, but either way, this is by far the biggest that we have had in the pandemic era. It is Birds of Prey. Sorry, Birds of Prey just, mm-hmm. just beat out. Godzilla versus Kong with a $33 million. Okay. Opening. Opening. So, I mean, this opening, $32 million three day, $48 million five day, this is pretty close to what this movie would have been expected to open at in completely non pandemic, never happened, normal times. You know, like maybe you assume this movie gets to $40 million opening weekend and 50 or 65 day. You know, it's I, not see, that I, far I, off. And also that movie wouldn't have also been available on HBO. Yeah. So that's the thing is I do think, though, because Godzilla King of the Monster Monsters made 47 and that was looked at as a dud because okay. that was a summer movie. It only had Godzilla. It had a bunch of other the monsters. In right. it, but it did not have. It didn't have Kong. It didn't have. And here's here is, if you need something to take from this whole thing, mm-hmm. Kong is a star. Kong yes. is the star. No more fucking uh, solo Godzilla movies. N- nobody wants those reptiles. Nobody wants those lizards. They I, I- want. Apes. They Kong, want Kong. Kong is the movie star. Godzilla, though, is... I think what we've seen here is it's a great little spot for Godzilla. He is a value add. He is the 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 person that you want as your sidekick, but you don't want him to be the only star in your movie. Godzilla no, he, he is, cannot a, is a carry great a movie. supporting character. You know, you know what he is. Godzilla is the Hulk. Yes, yes. yes. Godzilla is the Hulk. The Hulk yes, is a so character mm-hmm. that was not able to sustain a movie by himself for Marvel. Mm-hmm. But when you add him to Thor, you add him to Avengers, you add him to Guardians, whatever you're going to add him to, he will. Add value. Yeah. Now, I think you think he adds more value than I do. And I'm really interested when we divvy up this 48.5. I am so, I'm so curious to see how we're going to diverge because I think this is going to be, I think this is going to, we're going to get into it. Well, Godzilla, I agree. Godzilla, his value is in a very specific type of movie. You know, mm-hmm. Godzilla is a great value add in a King Kong movie. Godzilla is not necessarily that kind of value add in a rom-com, you know, or in a 
straight drama. I don't think Godzilla would have that kind of cachet. You, he specifically needs to be paired up with King Kong or like a Mighty Joe Young, but you can't have the pairing be a Reese Witherspoon movie and Godzilla is the value add. Like that's that's not gonna work. Godzilla is very specifically a a someone who has a star in King Kong movies, co-star in King Kong movies. That is where Godzilla's spot is. You can't have Godzilla be the lead, and you can't really pair Godzilla up with most movie stars. Godzilla's role is value add in King Kong movies. And that is a great spot because there's going to be more King Kong movies after this opening weekend. I, I I feel like he is, he's Tom Arnold to Schwarzenegger. Okay. That's, that's where I fall with Godzilla. Right. Well, we, the thing is we only got one of those pairings, you know, uh, and I Tom think that Arnold's was a mistake. With, I think that right. was a mistake because right. I it think what they're going to do and Tom Arnold should have gotten more Schwarzenegger movies. If Godzilla, you know, he better hope that it's not the Tom Arnold, uh, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger situation, because then that means this is one and done for Godzilla. And then Godzilla is going to have a bunch of like solo bombs. Godzilla needs to look at the history. Godzilla needs to look at the Tom Arnold, Arnold Schwarzenegger pairing in True Lies and look at the moves Tom Arnold made after that, where he had this well-received, great value-add role in True Lies and then started starring in all these solo movies that bombed. Godzilla needs to look at that and not make that same mistake. But I fear, I fear when when this always happens, you're going to end up with with Godzilla making his The Stupids. Right, 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 right. Yeah, I mean, the lesson of this movie needs to be King Kong is a star. Godzilla is a great sidekick to King Kong. I'm sorry, did I say the right? King Kong is a star. Godzilla is a great sidekick to King Kong. Godzilla is not a solo movie star. So don't don't take this lesson the wrong way, Warner Brothers, and go back to making solo Godzilla movies. Yes. You need to keep this team together. You know, this mm-hmm. is this is a rush hour situation. Make four of these in the next five years. Now, Pat, you have not seen this movie. I have not you're, seen this yet. You're waiting to see it in the theaters, correct? Yes, because I am now almost fully vaxxed and waxed. I've gotten my second shot. I'm almost two weeks past that. And... The first thing I'm going to do when I officially am fully vaxxed and waxed, you know, two weeks past that second shot, is I am going to a movie. I have not been to a movie theater save. We went to see Unhinged in the Drive-In last summer. I've not really, I've not been to a hard top since the pandemic started. So I am going to go, and I think Godzilla vs. Kong needs to be my first movie back because it is a movie that has brought normalcy back to box office. So I feel like I owe this movie the honor of being my first movie back in a hardtop movie theater. Because there, people who listen to this podcast might mm-hmm. think to themselves, it's just box office. Mm-hmm. And if you're thinking that and listening to this, how dare you? How right. dare you? Right. Number one. But number two... 
as we've said before, this podcast is a podcast of record. It is a historical document. Mm-hmm. And if you've listened to us at all, you know what we advocate is that with the box office go society. Mm-hmm. This is not only great for theatrical, this is great for America itself. Yes. Because this is showing people are willing to go out and go to theaters, to go to hardtops, to interact with other people, to feel safe mm-hmm. in an mm-hmm. entertainment venue. Mm-hmm. This is this is colossal. This is colossal for for the American psyche, not just for the box office. So that's how important this is. Yeah. And just let's get to the numbers real quick. So not only was this a great day and weekend for Godzilla and Kong, it was also very good for the box office in general because our top five all made over a million dollars. Yeah. The domestic box office gross was $44.7 million. That's just for the weekend, which that is the best since mid-March. It's up 143% from last weekend. Amazing. And 109,000% better than a year ago. Amazing. 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 This is going to be one of the most important movies of all time. Mm-hmm. You know, when they, and by they, I mean it should be us, someday write the comprehensive story of what happened this year in the pandemic box office. You're, we've talked about you're going to have your your heroes you know, that, that got as far as they could get. Your war with grandpas, your your crudes, your Tom and you're, Jerry. You're unhinged. You're unhinged. The canary in the coal mine. But Godzilla versus Kong is the one that brought it all back. Because you look at this opening weekend, and this is as close to normal as we have had. It is basically the real opening weekend that this movie would have had in normal times and it is it is a movie that like you said has told everyone box office is back and they did it kong did it kong is going to king kong is going to be looked at as one of the most important movie stars of all time because king kong was a movie star in the 30s you know that is that is what is is maybe not being talked enough about here. King Kong's career, he was a movie star in the 30s and is a movie star today taking us out of the pandemic. That has never been done before. You know, Jack Nicholson, Warren Beatty, they have had long careers as movie stars across many decades. You know, Nicholson stayed a movie star right to the end. Bucket list. But he cannot claim the length of stardom that King Kong can now claim. To basically be a movie star across two pandemics. You know, because Kong, his movie stardom was not that long after the, 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 the pandemic, the 1918 pandemic. You know, people lived through that, went to see Kong, and now people are living through this pandemic and going to see Kong again. 
Yeah, it's it's impressive. It's, I mean, he is a star. He's he is an immense star. Yeah. And I mean, gosh, what was where do we go now? Because there's just so much to talk about. Well, there's so you, so much you mentioned about. something before we got on air that was interesting about how Kong versus Godzilla sold a lot of their tickets this weekend. Is that mm. the business for the full on rent outs of theaters was gigantic? That Warner Brothers is saying more people than have this entire pandemic were full on renting out movie theaters so that they could all go with a bunch of their friends and see Kong versus Godzilla. It That's broke it. records. It broke records for, for, yeah. And, and, and looking at some of the pricing for this, I think mm-hmm. you're talking, you're talking $300 or so for a, for a rental, mm-hmm. and at least in the, in the major markets uh, for a rental for these theaters. So that's, that's adding a lot to the kitty. I mean, that is that's such an interesting uh, thing to think about in terms of the future of box office. Is that's probably not going away. You know, I don't think that a year from now that option will be of the past. I think you're going to have the ability to start renting out movie theaters to have private screenings of new movies that's just going to be one of the options for how people go to the movies now and we haven't done that yet we've talked about that in the past year we never pulled the trigger on it but that's something i could imagine doing at some point is getting a bunch of friends to buy out a movie theater to just have basically a private screening of a new movie i like that option and I think the issue was that there wasn't anything available, really, to want to do that for us. There was nothing that was compelling us enough right. to go, because for a long time, it was catalog films. Right, right. And as right. much as we love Jurassic Park, are we really going to spend hundreds of dollars to go sit in a theater to right. watch Jurassic Park? No, but this is a brand new movie, a movie that people wanted to see on the big screen because of its sound because of its scope because of its height because of its width because of its girth right right so size does matter size does matter and so you're looking at these options you're seeing do you want to go to the theater and sit next to a bunch of strangers do Mm -hmm. you want to go to the theater and sit with a bunch of your friends Mm -hmm. or do you want to stay at home and watch it Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because this is a curious thing and and Deadline, their box office analyst, Anthony D'Alessandro. Mm-hmm. I hope I'm saying that correctly because I do respect this man. He's thinking that Warner Brothers and, and, and uh, Legendary, specifically, this film and its box office is going to make Dune not go day and date that they're going to try and finagle dune so it only opens in the theater because anthony is under the impression that there was a lot of money left on the table here okay because of people staying at home instead of going to the theater because they can see this film at home and i am going to say i don't think it's as much money as it as he thinks it is so, yeah, because that is that is the thing. If this movie were not available on HBO Max, would 
it have added another $10 million to this opening weekend? No, I don't think so. Because the thing is, here's, here's, and I, I will say this is coming from, 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 this is, I'm taking off my BO hat and I'm going to my consumer hat. Okay. But just do I, not put on a critic hat. God, no. Okay, great. How dare you? I would not go see this movie in theaters. Okay. Even at the height of my movie going, when you know we used to go and see movies, at least two movies a week. At least. I Godzilla does not appeal to me. Respect Kong. I respect King right. Kong. Don't 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 get don't get it twisted. Not interested in seeing his films. Okay. I would okay. not go see this movie. And I had H I have HBO Max. Did not watch this film. Okay. I have no interest, right? But I started watching it just enough to get an idea of what I'm what what to expect. But I would not have gone to see this film in any way, shape, or form. And I do think there are people who, instead of bootlegging this movie at home, who had no intention of watching this film, might have just watched it on HBO Max because they already got the subscription. Here's something... For the Snyder Cut, right? So the Snyder Cut... Oh, I got this for the Snyder Cut. Oh, maybe I'm going to dip my toe into Kong, uh, Godzilla versus Kong. I don't think there's a lot of people who wanted to go to the theater and were fearful, so they stayed home. I I, well, I mean, maybe a little bit, but it's not $10 million worth of people. No way. No, no, no way. Here's something that your experience makes me think of. Is, is there a scenario in which the presence on HBO Max actually convinced some people to put down the remote and go out to the theater. Cause like the, the thing that, that usually gets people to go see a movie is often the trailer for a movie. They see a trailer that looks good. I'll go see it. In what way could the availability of this full movie on your television possibly act as an extended trailer, you know, where people are flipping through HBO Max, they see Godzilla vs. Kong, they start watching it. This was a movie that has been pretty well-reviewed and well-received for this genre of movie. People like it. And you start watching on your TV, and you get that first shot of Kong. Maybe it's just his leg up to his knee, you know, and you see that giant hand. And then Godzilla, you see his tail, and it's filling your whole screen. And you're watching that first few minutes, and then you just decide, you know what? My TV is too small. This looks cool, but I can't even see all of Kong's foot on my TV. I can't even see all of Godzilla's tail. This is not going to do it. I'm going to go to the movie and watch this in the movie theater. Yeah, uh, I do think I think there's an there is a number of people who did that because there was a lot of people who rushed out on Wednesday cuz movie opened on Wednesday to see it. It it mm-hmm. made 9 million plus opening Wednesday, which was huge. It blew away all expectations. Mm-hmm. But then this film did very well on the weekend. So there was a there was a contingent of people that I'm sure started it on Wednesday when it was available on HBO Max and said, you know, 
I'm just going to wait till this weekend and go see this in the theater because yes. I need to see Kong in all his glory. Yes. Yes. My screen isn't big enough for this movie. You know, you start watching it and you, you think maybe if I go see it in a movie theater, I will be able to see all of Kong's leg in a way that is just not possible on my television. And, and they and, probably sprung for IMAX. Yes. Yes. Yes, if anything, I think this, you know, because that's not going to be the case for every movie. You know, you watch the little things, uh, the Denzel movie, and whether you like it or you don't like it, as you're watching it on your TV, you probably immediately understand this movie works on my television. Or it doesn't work on my television, but that's because I don't like the movie. But the scope of that movie is fine for TV. But if you're just you know, flipping through and you, you flip on HBO Max and you're watching the beginning of Godzilla vs. Kong, there is going to be that thought of this doesn't work as well on my TV as it would in the movie theater, but I'm kind of liking what I'm seeing and I want to finish the rest of this now. Yeah. And, and I also think HBO Max was probably used a lot over the weekend by people who saw Kong vs. Godzilla in the theater, came home and immediately were like, you know what? I want to watch some of that again. And now that I've seen all of Kong on the big screen, it's okay if my TV cuts off part of his foot because my TV isn't big enough. Because I saw all of his foot already in the movie theater. I could fill in the rest with my mind. Where my TV ends, I know what the rest of Kong's toes look like because I saw it already. And then that yeah, person it, continue watching on HBO Max. I think this is the type of movie where the HBO Max day and date feeds the theater experience and vice versa. People are just watching them both. And and I think, so this film dominated IMAXs. Dominated. And so this was, it made $4.5 million on 284 IMAX screens. So IMAX has said that over 1,000 domestic IMAX shows were sold out over the five-day opening. Mm-hmm. And IMAX screens accounted for 9.3% of the overall weekend box office domestically, wow. despite capacity limitations of up to 25% in North America. So also keep that in mind. New York still at 25%. Yeah. L.A., L.A., Still at twenty five, still at twenty five percent, I believe. Uh, but I do think Orange County was at fifty. Okay. But still, that is the thing. Is that I might be wrong with that. I know that there was. Uh, I know Orange County definitely was at fifty percent. L.A. I believe was still twenty five, but don't quote me on that. But still, that's to say that this movie did what it did. In limited capacities. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so if we're going to get to 50% sometime in, in, in soon in New York, you're going to see a great hold for this film. You're going to see this as a film that is going to still do Buffa Bobo because it really doesn't have much competition coming up. It has Voyagers next weekend, which we'll get to when we preview next weekend. But this film is going to have legs. Yes, it's going to have And these legs. legs are big. Warner Brothers pushed their Mortal Kombat release back a week to give 
Kong some more room, uh, mm-hmm. which is great. I mean, you got to give King Kong room to roam around and, and, and gobble up some more box office. And in the in Warner Brothers, let's applaud Warner Brothers for that well, for making these kind of moves because it is strategically doing things that we I don't know if we are necessarily been giving Warner Brothers enough credit because they have failed. Like, don't get me wrong, Tenet was a disaster. Yes. I think this opening shows even more so that nobody wanted to see Tenet. Nobody wanted to wanted what uh, Dead Horse Dead Horse was was selling. Yes, Christopher yes. Nolan, right? Well. Well, I, uh, yeah, I mean, I think Warner Brothers failed with Tenet and they failed with Wonder Woman. Um, I mean, honestly, again, Wonder Woman in 1984 was not a good film. Not that we're critics, but most people did not like that. But after seeing this opening of Godzilla vs. Kong, once again, I could not be firmer in my belief that Warner Brothers should have held Wonder Woman 1984 till June. Because it's mm-hmm. clear that as more people are vaxxed and waxed and people are going back to the movies, the movie box office will return as it was. People will go. And that's a movie that probably left $100 million domestic on the table by opening then instead of opening the summer. Um, and, you know, Warner Brothers made those mistakes, but the, everyone gets a chance to come back. And they bet on the, you know, they had bet on a dead horse before with Tenon and Nolan, but they bet on the right horse with King Kong. So, you know, good for Warner Brothers on, you know, riding the ship. Um, so let's let's break this down. Let's divvy I, up the money. Yes. Here, let's get into this because people love when we do this. They love when we take a number. You know, it used to be when a movie like Joker crossed a billion dollars. Or when Little Women cross a hundred million domestic, and we would divvy up who gets what. Obviously, Kong versus Godzilla. The big number is this opening weekend. So do we? Do we want to? I think we divvy up the five day. Let's divvy up the five day. So that's, that's what, such 48. a big 5? fat forty eight point five. It's such a big fat juicy number. Yeah. I mean, for so long we've been. You remember that? You remember that Disney cartoon where? where Mickey and Goofy and Donald are poor and they've got that one bean and yeah. they're slicing up the bean. That's what that what we've been doing for the past year. Yeah. Yeah. Now we've I got mean, a listen. juicy ass steak that we are yeah. gonna carve up. Yeah. I'm so I mean excited. I I love the war with grandpa and what it did was uh it, it was historic in itself. But when we when we were divvying up twenty million for the war with grandpa you know, that was very much of its time. That was height of pandemic box office right there. But now we're divvying up 48.5. This feels better. Yes. All now, right, so let's do it. Okay, so we're looking at who are the big players here? Obviously, mm-hmm. Godzilla and Kong are big players. Yes. Is there any stars in this film other than them that should do get we, any of this millie God. bobby brown alexander skarsgård rebecca hall i mean i'm falling asleep right now okay here's i will say out of the human cast i do think millie bobby brown gets something that's the only person i would say rebecca hall who i like a lot gets nothing she's not great actress love her great actress but 
meant nothing to this box office. Skarsgård, which Skarsgård is that? That's not Peter Sarsgård, and that's I, I, not yeah the old I, the older guy from uh 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 from the Thor movies. Skarsgård. I think just the fact that you said which Skarsgård is that means he gets zero money. Okay, so this Skarsgård we also have Kyle Chandler, Brian Tyree Henry. I mean, all I mean, listen, all well liked, all well liked, but I don't think they get any dough. No, so so I think we have three actors who get part of this forty eight point five. Obviously, it's King Kong, it's Godzilla, and it's Millie Bobby Brown. Um, I have someone else who I think should get something, who is an actor but not an actor in this movie. Oh, curious. Um, and then do we want to give anything to the director of this movie? So this is where I think let's Adam Wingard. Let's, let's leave Adam Wingard for the end because I think this okay. uh, it it might get a little rough here. Okay, uh, I don't well, know. It, I'm so, I want to know how you feel if you feel the same way that I do. Okay. Well, let's get it. I mean, the big the big I think we're both in agreement. The biggest chunk of this has to go to the biggest movie star in this cast, King Kong. Kong, yes. Because um, as we've seen, King Kong movies do well on their own. King Kong um, uh, uh, Skull Island was a hit. Opened in a way to that 61. The Godzilla... Yep. Um, and it did what this movie did also, where the tracking increased as the five day went on. Yeah, people you know, sleep King, on Kong. People sleep on Kong. And then he creates that buzz and he reminds everyone that he's a movie star. So 48.5. Does King Kong get more than half of the 48.5? Oh, absolutely. I, I mean, I'm willing. Yeah. I'm willing to give him the whole three day. So you're giving I'm, him 32 and a half. I, I'm willing to give him that much because I'm this big on Kong. I'm so yeah. big on Kong that, you know, they're trying, you know, the whole Army Hammer situation with Orient Express, they're push, pushing it back. They're saying mm. recast, recast, reshoot. Kong. Yeah. Put Kong yeah. in there. Yeah. Kong and Gail Godot in Orient Express. That's a huge movie. Yeah. Right? I'm huge on Kong right now. I would say give him let's 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 be nice and and make it even and round. Let's just say let's give him 30. I think he deserves 30 yeah. million dollars. I would do that. And one thing though on the idea of King Kong replacing Army Hammer, I I think that would be tough because part of why Army Hammer has to come into that movie is that it's alleged that he's a cannibal and I don't know if you replace Army Hammer with a movie star who is also famous for eating human beings. I think that's the one issue you would have is, do you want to open that potential controversy? We're getting rid of Army Hammer. He's cannibal. Who are we replacing with King Kong? I mean, that's... Here's the difference. I, Kong I know doesn't try to hide it. I, I know. know who Kong is. We know what we're getting when when we hire Kong. I'm... I'm listen... I'm on your side there, but I think there's a potential PR nightmare if you replace Army Hammer with King Kong. That's all I'm saying. But back to this divvying up, I would do that. I would go King Kong gets 30 mil out of the 48.5. Yeah. 
So then um, what do we give Godzilla? Huh. Does I he mean, get the 10? Is, uh, he is a value add in this particular situation. You know, Godzilla. The thing, well, but you know what? This movie did pretty much what Skull Island did. Mm-hmm. How much did Kong need Godzilla here? It's it's hard one to it's it's hard because of the capacity thing and all that right, stuff. Right, but I do right. think this movie would be bigger because it is a meeting of these worlds. So we give- here's here's the thing domestically. Kong is king, and Godzilla is a weakling. Right. I, I don't think there's a lot of a huge amount of interest in Godzilla in Amer- in uh, North America. There is, but not as much as Kong. Kong is king here. Right, right. right. And, and, and so I do think if this was Kong versus Mothra, it doesn't do the same business. So, you know, I do think there is there is... As, as down as I am on Godzilla, I think he does deserve at least 10 million of this. So that what, would leave what would you give 8. him? 8? 5? No, I, I would give 10. I mean, there is an argument to say that. Do you give him 11 or 12? I mean, Godzilla's name is first in the title, but that's probably more of a, uh, you know, the, the way the consonants work out. And it's Godzilla alphabetical. versus Kong sounds better. Oh, and it's alphabetical. Okay. It's fully alphabetical. Um, because then that would leave us eight point five to split up amongst Millie Bobby Brown, the director possibly, and I'm, and Millie gets half. I mean, Millie gets half a mil. I mean, at most, I think that's just being nice, giving her five hundred thousand dollars. But she's got a big social media reach, which Kong doesn't have. Kong is a movie star, but he's an old-fashioned movie star, and that. Kong is not very active on Twitter and on Instagram in the way that Millie Bobby Brown is bringing in that younger demo. You know, so I, again, it's like with, with these newer stars, you're not necessarily paying them to, uh, to, to be traditional movie stars. You're paying them to tweet about your movie. And she does that in a way that Kong and Godzilla can't do. So I would give her maybe a million or a million and a half. I mean, she definitely got uh, Drake to go see this movie, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. Here's here's somebody else, though, who has a very large... Yaiza Gonzalez. Okay. Is a Mexican actress who has 6.8 million followers on Instagram. Okay. Who's also in this movie? I think because let's see. I'm gonna. I I'm not up on the Insta. Let's see what Millie Bobby has. Okay, Millie Bobby has forty four point five. Okay, so, so that's, th- that's that's a lot. That's a lot. So yeah, yeah she's dwarfing I, her. Yes, but I do think that she should get some. She should get a cut too. I say we give her. What do you, What do you want to give Millie Bobby Brown? I mean, could we give Millie Bobby Brown a million and is it Yaisa Gonzalez? Give her a quarter of a million? I think that's great. I think that's great. Because then that leaves us with seven. So that leaves us with seven million. Um, So here's the person who I want to throw in there. 
as deserving of this money. That person is Timothy Chalamet. Uh, The legendary hoodie. The legendary hoodie. We've talked about it. One of our most famous episodes, we did an emergency episode the morning after Timothy Chalamet hosted Saturday Night Live. And I can't stress this enough, in front of a live national audience, he walked out on stage and he wore the legendary hoodie. And of course, Legendary is the production company that produced both Timothy Chalamet's uh, movie Dune, which is due to come out later this year, but it also is the production company behind Godzilla vs. Kong. So Timothy wore that legendary hoodie on, again, this was national television, live television. Live, live. And made a statement that legendary is fighting the good fight for film, legendary. He made legendary iconic. And by making legendary iconic, I do think he increased the goodwill towards Godzilla versus Kong and the awareness for Godzilla versus Kong. And made okay. it cool with that younger generation. You know, he did a lot of work for this movie. I think. I think that gets a mill. I think the presence of that legendary hoodie on, again, this was live national television. You know, Kong, as big of a star as he was, he did not host SNL or do many talk shows in the lead up. Yet. 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 So Kong didn't get the legendary hoodie on live national television. Godzilla, of course, did not. Shall I mean, who's did. more New York than Kong, though? He's got a host, right? Right, right, right. He's in town, you assume. Um, He's got a place here, at very least. So do we give him a million? I'm always willing to give this floppy-haired heartthrob credit, and with that, a million dollars, yes. Great. So, Timothy Chalamet and the legendary hoodie, use that money to... Bling out that hoodie. So Diamond encrust that hoodie. So now we're down to six million. Uh, part of me now wants to give both Godzilla and Kong a little bit more. Yes. Unless yes. you have somebody else in mind that needs more than a million or two. Yeah, because are we in agreement mm-hmm. here that the director of this film does not deserve a lot of money. Well, I don't think we are. I mean, a lot is is subjective. I do think the director, Adam, Adam Wingard, um, and was this co-written by Simon Barrett, who is Adam Wingard's usual creative partner? Um, I don't. I don't. I don't think so. We can check on this, but I don't think so. Um, you know. W- I do think part of of why this movie was so well was doing so well is that people seem to like it. And no, it does not look like Simon Barrett co-wrote it. So it's Adam Wingard. Um I think he gets two mil because people like this movie. I, I think the goodwill uh, see- is part of what drives the increases over the course of this weekend. The goodwill is also, if this movie looks good to you on HBO Max and you're watching some of it, some of those people are putting the remote down, going out to see it in the movie theater. And you got to give the guy who directed it 
a good amount of credit for it being good. I, I, I think you give him credit for moving the parts effectively mm-hmm. and not showing up late, not taking Crafty home with him, being respectful on set. Those are all things that are expected of you, and I think Adam Wingard, according to my sources, did all those things. He's not a visionary director. These movies are not about the directors. Name any of the directors of the Godzilla of these four movies other than him. And Gareth Edwards, right, is the first Godzilla guy. Other than that, who did Kong Skull Island? Can't name him. Who Mm -hmm. did did the uh, King of the Monsters? Can't name him. This movie, uh, in, in a year, you're not going to be able to name him. So I think he was just an overseer. Listen, and I'm a, I, you're next, really liked it. The guest really loved it. His big studio stuff, which I guess Blair Witch was not really big studio stuff, but his, and the, that movie and then Death Note really did not like either of those. I feel like he does not deserve money for this. What he's getting from this is for him better than our money, the money we're going to give him, is his chance to make whatever weird Thundercats movie he wants to make. That's what he gets. He doesn't get any money from me. Oh, uh, well, I got to give him a million dollars Thundercats, out of this. And that's I gotta give better him a million. than it. He's got to get a million out of this. I guess, I mean, listen, he's the manager, he did his job, he did whatever, but I think he's, at this point, just a guy who moved tennis balls around. So for me, yeah, I guess I'll give him a million, but that's it. That's all I'm going to give him. So then, are we upping Kong and Godzilla's take? Towards the I end. think that's what I we need know. to do because there's nobody else. Warner Brothers, do we give Warner Brothers any credit for... Well, do we give Jason Kyler some money? Oh, Warner Media, does he get it? Because we, you know, we talked earlier about how the the day and date on HBO Max may have actually helped the box office a little bit. You know, and they gave spent... people that extended a preview of the movie before they went to the theater. And they spent on ads. I think that's a they huge did. thing. They spent on ads for this in the theater. So to do we show give people Jason that this is Tyler $3 million? Yeah, I'd say let's give him three. Okay, so the, just to sum up, Kong is getting 30. Godzilla is getting 10. Um, Then Millie Bobby Brown, so that's 40. Millie Bobby Brown's getting a million and a half. Or a million, right? And She's then, getting a million. And then who is the other actress? Eli Gonzalez is getting half, half a, mil. a million. So that's that's forty one and a half. So that leaves a seven. We're giving Chalamet one, so that leaves a six. We're giving Wingard one, that leaves us five. We're giving Kyler three. So that leaves us two million. I say we just give that two million to Kong and he gets thirty-two million. Yes. Agreed. Cause and then we're back to where I said he, he basically gets the opening three day. Yeah. All right, love it. So it's Kong thirty-two, Godzilla ten, um, Millie Bobby Brown one, um the other actress, I'm sorry, Yai Gonzalez. Gonzalez gets uh half. 
Chalamet one, Kyler three, Wingard one. Great. I think it's great. I think that works. So obviously we're going to be talking about Godzilla versus Kong for weeks to come. So it, it, it's how big this this was. We're going to see yeah. how 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 it can hold and what it can do going forward. But I think we do need to mention two two other movies in this top five, okay. right? The Unholy, which mm-hmm. was a horror movie produced by Sam Raimi. And it only op- it only opened in eighteen hundred theaters. Mm-hmm. It had a per screen average of one thousand seven hundred and thirty dollars. Yeah, that's huge. That's really big because just to give you uh, an ex- uh, uh, like an example, no- nobody, which is in two thousand five hundred and sixty seven theaters only made $1,196 per theater. So I think this was, this is a Sony Pictures film. It, it made a good decision to put this film out when it did, because it's an Easter horror movie. Mm -hmm. And the horror heads came out because when you look at this, this is an opening, this is a, a movie that would have made, made it to number one a couple weeks ago even with 3.2 million and this is a big win for sony they they strategically put this film out i do think it drops like a rock next weekend yeah but they got what they wanted which was a number two opening and third 300 i mean 30 sorry 3.2 million dollars fuck it it's raw feed 3.2 million dollars yeah i mean they, Neither of us had this at the number two spot. I think we all had it in our top five. Yes. So, I mean, the the other part to talk about here quickly is nobody dropped a lot. Nobody. Yes. We knew it obviously was going to drop from number one because of Godzilla versus Kong, but it dropped to three and it had a 55% weekend to weekend drop, which is... We were we were thinking that the drop might not be so huge because more theaters were opening up and more people were getting vaxxed, and that might offset the natural drops that movies have from opening weekend to the second weekend. That didn't happen. This movie still had a pretty above average drop. Um, yeah, you know, I think that we can't fully dissect what that means yet because. Godzilla vs. Kong was such a gigantic box office event. It gobbled up all of the air. We haven't seen anything like Godzilla vs. Kong in over a year. So whatever was going against that was going to suffer. The question is going to be whether nobody could stabilize in these next two weekends or whether it really is just going to have these big drops and fade away. Yeah, because the 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 people who went and saw Godzilla versus Kong, they may have gotten so psyched to be back in theaters that next weekend they say, "You know what? That nobody film, right? Got good reviews, looks good, action. I want to see it." I saw the poster, you know, I'm as come I walked back into it. this theater, yeah. It might not be the number 1 choice, 
but it could be the number two choice after the unholy has its expiration date, which is after Easter. Who's gonna watch an Easter horror movie post Easter? You're right. you're you're crazy person. So I do think that nobody. I do think we have to hold off on the postmortem for nobody until next weekend to see really what it does because it might be a lesser drop than 55 because people are circling back to go see it. Yeah, I mean, Mortal Kombat opens on Friday, April 23rd. So you've basically got two more weekends, the weekend of the 9th and the weekend of the 16th where... Nobody has to stabilize and do some pretty good business because then I think you've got another huge movie opening on the 23rd and then that might be it for nobody. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think stabilize means it has to have a pretty small drop. You know, this weekend it made $3 million at the box office. This movie can't dip below $2 million this weekend. I think if we see nobody come in under 2 million next weekend then i think it's in trouble and it's going to go down as kind of it hurts to say but it might be a bomb because then it's going to get into that territory where it doesn't make much more than the Liam Neeson pandemic action movies did yeah but i think this is just unfortunate timing it is bad and, timing and- but it's got to stabilize that's what i'm saying right now is if nobody it dips under two million next weekend. It's in it's in a, a bad spot. If yeah, it stabilizes it and makes two to three million, then it's got a chance. Yeah, and I think it. I mean, it's coming to PVOD on April fourteenth, I believe. So, mm. but I still think people will go to the theater to see it. I, I think it's gonna do Buffa Streamo, but I, I that that's not what we're talking about here. We're back we're to box the office. Boys. So. We're not the, not the Streamo boys. boys. Thank goodness we didn't have to become the Streamo boys. Yeah, so this this is an important weekend for both Godzilla vs. Kong and Nobody. I mean, let's wrap up, because we've got to go, but let's wrap up by, I guess, what do we think these two movies are going to do this weekend? Because the Godzilla vs. Kong, giant opening weekend, historic. You can never take away what it did this weekend. But... We've seen some pretty big drops with these HBO Max movies. Is this going to play the way a normal big budget movie would have done, where it's going to have a big drop but still makes a ton of money? Or, you know, is Godzilla vs. Kong going to make 16 to 20 million in its three day next weekend? Or is it going to dip really badly and make like 10 or 12 million? I, I, I mean, I think. This movie could be front-loaded, but I think that that's buzz. People are excited. People are saying they're going to see IMAX film, films right. again. I think you're going to see the people who are in that next wave of people who got their first shot mm-hmm. and then got their second shot right. going to see Godzilla vs. Kong. I think you're going to see that cycle of people. This is obviously a movie people want to see in theaters. I think that has been proven. Right. And I do think that this drop is not going to... I mean, I think it still drops around 40 to 50 just because of how big it opened. But I do think we're still looking at, like, 16. Yeah, I I could see that. I mean, I could see it doing really well and and hitting 20. So I'm going to go... Well, is... And 
Is there a new movie opening this weekend? Voyagers we is a Lionsgate film that's coming out wide. It's starring Lily Rose Depp, Ty Sheridan, Colin Farrell. Okay. Fionn Whitehead. This is a movie directed by Neil Berger. Uh, a crew of astronauts on a multi-generational mission descend into paranoia and madness, not knowing what is real or not. So it sounds like Event Horizon, but it's PG-13. This movie, I mean, this is a movie that's probably going to make top five because it's new and wide. Does this but beat I don't nobody? Think, well, probably. here's the thing. If it beats nobody, then nobody's in real serious trouble because... Uh, I mean, that's what we... It probably will beat nobody. So... Because I do think The Unholy drops. It's... A, like I said, it, it's just so of the moment that it will right. drop. And I and it's got pretty bad reviews and word of mouth. So we think... But we both think Godzilla is going to be number one, right? But you think it could make 20. I'm more like 16. Okay. Also, this, this Neil Berger who directed... Um, Voyagers also was the director of Limitless, a movie that we both like a lot, a Bradley Cooper early hit. Um, yes. So it's got some pedigree. So, you know, nobody made $3 million this weekend. Does does Voyagers open to $3 million or more? I mean, I think it does. So In what's your top five? Let's just... Be... All right, so my top five then is going to be Godzilla versus Kong. I'm going to say it hits 20. Great. Then number two, Voyagers, which I guess hits somewhere around three. Nobody at, I hope, hopefully above two, maybe two and a half. So, so maybe two and three are close. And then I think four and five stay the same. Raya and Tom and Jerry. And I think Unholy Delip dips below Tom and Jerry. So that's really my top you're five. you're you're thinking unholy just goes straight out the top five. I think so. I think it's such a it's such a release date gimmick. Mm-hmm. You know. Um. So yeah, that's my top five: Godzilla versus Kong, Voyagers, Nobody, Raya, Tom and Jerry, and then unholy dips to let's say number six. I'm going to mix it up because I, I, I want, and I'm also trying to be optimist here for our for our buddy Bob. Okay. I'm going to say Godzilla versus Kong, number one, obviously. I think it's more around 16, but, you know, it's it's blown all expectations. So I'm right. probably wrong on that, but I'm just going to be a little bit, I'm just going to, you know, hedge my bets a little bit here. Godzilla number one. Then I'm going to say... Nobody gets the runoff. I got it. I'm just going to say nobody okay. gets the runoff. I hope nobody you're right. gets the runoff. Then Voyagers comes in, number three. Then I'm going to say Unholy. Okay. I'm just going to say Unholy holds on. And then I'm going to say Raya, number five. Just to mix Great. it up. You know, let's just have a little fun here. I mean, the thing is, next weekend is going to be fascinating because the second weekend's. The second weekend of Godzilla Kong and the third weekend of Nobody, I think, are going to be very important for both of those movies. So mm-hmm. it's going to be a fascinating episode next week. But more, most importantly, B.O. is back, baby. Yep. It's back. And thank you, Kong. Hashtag thank you, Kong. Thank you, Kong. 
Um, All right, Pat, so where can they find us? Email us at theboboyspodcast at gmail.com. Let us know. Did you rent out a theater to see King Kong with your friends? And tell us what you thought of how we divvied up the money. Did, yes. did we give Godzilla his due? Is he more of a value add than we're giving him credit for? Um, should Chalamet have gotten more? Millie Bobby Brown, Jason Kyler. Were we too kind to Kyler? You know, let us know with the hashtag too kind to Kyler uh, and email us at the B.O. Boys podcast at gmail.com. Yep. And until next time. We'll We'll smell you at the box office. office. Nailed it. Nailed it.